0: get the past just tell me
1: the future hello everyone and welcome back to the show this is reservations i'm jeremy blair
0: and i'm rain wayland oh. so yeah we're, we're getting better at that, you know? Oh, yeah. you know, only been doing this for four years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, getting, um, yeah. So I just have to bring this up, man. Cause we were talking about it off mic just now, but I just, I can't, I can't get over it, bro. Um, uh, Ashley and I saw across the spider verse jealous and it's, it's phenomenal, man. It's yeah. now, as we were talking about off mic, uh, I don't consider it one of the best Spider-Man movies, but cuz the best for me is Spider-Man No Way Home, but this is number 2. It is it is it even knocks into the Spider-Verse down on my list because it's it's just so good. It they built upon like I can't get my thoughts straight, dude, cuz it was just so good.
1: Okay, like, let me ask you this Okay. And uh, this is the only kind of information I want to know because okay. I'm looking at the posters. I'm looking at you know the promotional artwork. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did they age up Miles to account for yes. the years? That's
0: yes. That's cool. This this isn't necessarily a spoiler, uh, but it's a year after the events of Into the Spider Verse. So wow. he's a year older. And yeah, you can tell that they animated him one year older.
1: Yeah, they they aged him up, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, because I. Um, In animation, you don't really see that very often.
0: So Yeah. Uh, Yeah, man. It it does exactly what you want for a perfect sequel. It builds upon the first movie, adds new um, character arcs. It just – everything is just so – it's so perfect. Yeah. Um, Even the soundtrack is on point, man. The soundtrack is out. um, uh, I will say they had a little bit more – speaking of the soundtrack, they had a little bit more focusness – focusness? they were kind of more focused on the soundtrack in terms of they had one artist pretty much kind of curate the whole soundtrack. Uh, so when you look it up on like iTunes, I think even on Spotify here, let me pull it up on my phone real quick. Um, it says Metro Boomin presents Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. So Metro Boomin pretty much did, um, majority of the songs on the soundtrack oh, okay cool when i say i, thought, I say I majority it would have been
1: funny if you're gonna be like and uh, the zach brown band did the entire uh <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack.
0: could you could you imagine country music as like the the through line for this whole the whole movie dude no i can't uh i mean because like the first soundtrack into the spider-verse soundtrack was great but this one this one's really good yeah um yeah man i'd highly recommend it um it's God. It's so good, so good, man. And all the all the voice acting was just great. Um, of course, I do find it interesting that two different actors that are in the MCU uh, voice characters in this: uh, Oscar Isaac and Haley Steinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon Knight and Kate Bishop. I just think it's very yeah. interesting that they're also a part of uh, Sony's marvel mm-hmm. whatever but um,
1: but it was good yeah man. no yeah. i want to see it i want to see it pretty bad i watched um if you're talking about what you watched i'll talk about what i watched okay uh, i watched blackberry oh ah, uh, okay with jay barishaw and glenn howerton and it was awesome so uh go see blackberry uh i rented it on itunes so uh, yeah it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Glenn Howerton is awesome. Um, I'll use Sunny fans. Um, this comes out Tuesday. New episode Wednesday of Sunny Philadelphia. So um, that's exciting. A uh, new season. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Jay is great. Um, I forgot the director's name, but he's also in it. Um, and he makes some really cool choices. Um, hang on. I'll tell you exactly who it is in just a second. Uh, Matt Johnson. Uh, Matt Johnson, who directed it, um, is also in it. Um, He plays Doug. And there's some really cool – I'll tease. There's some cool sound design um, that becomes an important theme throughout the movie. It's really, really good. Um, Definitely recommend BlackBerry. Uh, didn't think it was going to be that good but that uh, you know
0: yeah, i'm i'm assuming you went into it thinking like oh it's just going to be just a regular biopic
1: kind of yeah um i mean these are surprise you know these um but i like stuff like this though right uh, uh-huh. you know i love uh biopics no matter i mean it depends right because we've we've done an episode on it but um like bohemian rhapsody for example i didn't like that right right um there's, it depends, but if they are, if they're clever enough, if they're unique enough, if they're creative enough, um, like for instance, that's why Rocket Man works for me because they do it like a straight musical. They don't do it mm-hmm. as a traditional music biopic, right? Right. Uh, because Elton John's very theatrical, therefore the entire thing needs to be very theatrical and over the top, right? And mm-hmm. um, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, the, the other thing is that he's an unreliable narrator. So, right. Yeah. But go yeah, man. see Blackberry. Yeah, man. I saw that on your letterbox and I was like, huh. Which I yeah. think is kind of funny. Uh, you're, you're going to think I, this is dumb, but I just think it's funny that. Um, Jay Bearshaw. Uh, plays. uh one of the guys who invented Blackberry, but then in a post credit scene in uh, the second night the museum movie, he plays the guy who made the Motorola phone.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, because like because like Ben Siller's character goes through. He goes through that famous uh, picture of that sailor kissing the nurse after World War Two had ended. Mm-hmm. And he bumps into Jay Bereshaw and. <laughs> And he drops his phone and he's like, hey man, you dropped your, uh, what is this thing? Because it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. And then like in the post credit scene, he's like taking it apart. And his mom's like, come downstairs and have dinner. And he's like, hang on mom, I'm working on something. And she's like, Johnny Motorola, come <laughs> downstairs now. Dumb. And, yeah. Dumb. <laughs> I will, I do want to
1: plug one more thing. Um, I watched it today. I was completely blown away by it. Those of you who love stand up comedy, but want a more, I don't know, a more emotional, fulfilling set, um, Ali Sadiq uh, released Domino Effect a couple of years ago on YouTube. It's still there. Um, He released Domino Effect Part Two um, called Loss. It is remarkable. Ali Sadiq, you guys need mm. to check this guy out. He is incredible, um, a great comedian, but also a dynamic speaker and performer. So um, his his life story is tremendous, man. It's crazy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was drug dealing, gang banging, went to prison. Um, dude, his prison stories are hilarious. But. Um, <laughs> But, the, you know, you just, it's amazing. He's amazing. Ali Sadiq. So.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, so to kind of...
1: For free on YouTube, sorry. Yeah, I like it when comedians are starting to put their stuff on YouTube. They're full specials. So uh-huh. each of these are our specials. Um, so. Uh, yeah. YouTube, go check it out.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because it's a good segue. Um the only way that most people will be able to see the movie we're talking about <clears throat> is either physically, or if they find it for free on YouTube, Um because I thought we were going to record uh relative to this recording yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, really worried. I was like, shit, I haven't watched the movie yet. I need to watch it. So I'm like scouring like all the, all the streaming apps. Couldn't find it anywhere. I found it on YouTube, but I was like, I don't, I don't trust this, so yeah. thankfully we did not record yesterday, so I was able to watch it Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. with uh, my Criterion version, which you can actually see right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Jeremy, what are we talking about today?
1: Uh, today we are discussing uh, Fritz Lang's Ministry of Fear.
0: So this was a first watch for the both of us, but since yeah. this is your pick, um, how did you feel about it, man?
1: it's the weakest of the bunch so far. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I liked it. The um, the seance scene was total Fritz Lang, and I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, Even just the opening with the clock, like that stuff was really cool. That stuff was Fritz Lang. The rest of it is sort of like, eh, you know, and it's not his fault, uh, according to IMDb and such... Uh, that the, it, it's, it's studio interference. Again, It's it's writer interference. It's, um, it's not a true adaptation of the Graham Greene, um, novel. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, not to be mistaken for the wonderful actor, Graham Greene, um, who a lot of you may know who plays Hans Bitterbuck in the Green Mile. So, ah. um, wonderful actor. God, he's so good anyway um yeah so uh, not my favorite so far um yet there was cool stuff about it right again seance right. scene um there I, I kind of like this idea of one little mix-up has this innocent guy thrust into this you know web of espionage and conspiracy mm-hmm um which is kind of fun. Uh but overall give it a B minus. Yeah. So. Uh
0: yeah, I saw that on Letterbox after after I watched it. I was like, what did Jeremy rate it? And I was like, ooh. Um I think I gave it the same rating. Mm-hmm. Just because I I liked it up until the end. The end is what ruined it for me. Yes, definitely. And of course, and and of course we'll get there. Oh um, my
1: god. I wrote it in my notes. I was so mad anyway. Oh Jesus.
0: Uh, Okay, so I'll hit everyone with the the synopsis. So Jeremy kind of covered it a little bit, but um, the Ministry of Fear follows uh, Stephen Neal, who is freshly released from an asylum um, for uh, mercy killing his wife, which we'll get into. Um, I don't know why that warranted him to go to an asylum, but there we are. and just like jeremy said a simple mix-up um uh, uh wrong not really wrong place wrong time but more of mistaken identity uh he is catapulted into the world of spies and uh the nazis trying to get information because he's supposed to be during uh world war ii
1: mm-hmm.
0: which i have my Qualm's about to, but we'll get to later. <laughs> okay. Um, and he is just trying to uncover who's telling the truth, who's lying, who's really the the head of this conspiracy ring and why is it all revolving around this one charity? Um, and I kind of yada yada through some stuff because I did want to save some stuff for us to dissect. Sure. But that's, Ministry of Fear, yeah. Um, so, Jeremy, I want to go ahead and tell you now. You know what was my first qualm with this movie? Hmm. Even though I did like it, I did like it. Yeah, um, the I, I, ending the ending ruined it for me, but I did have qualms. Yeah. Um, my first qualm being this is supposed to be Britain, and there's like not, but like two British characters.
1: Yeah, it, it, there was a few times when I would be reminded that there in britain by just them using like like the money you know like Mm they're talking about the money i was like right we're in we're in england i (laughs)
0: forgot you know yeah like um oh god what was the actor's name i meant to look it up the guy who plays uh stephen oh i I looked it up and he he's from he well he was at least born in wales so i was like Mm -hmm. okay but I'm like, how long has it been since he's been to Wales, though?
1: Well, it could also just be something like. Um, it might be something as simple as we want to hear thick British accents, mm-hmm. but a, a subtle, sophisticated that's in quotes, a subtle, sophisticated British accent might not sound very British to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also we're, we're watching this, this movie from 1944. So we're already expecting a certain accent, right? We're expecting that mid Atlantic accent anyway. And, and so I think it's a combination of both, um, of those things. And, and also, you know, um, you're right. There's not a lot two two of our main characters are, are German and American. <laughs> yeah so uh oh and oh shocker the guy who has an obvious german accent's the real villain it's insane
0: <laughs> but yeah so i think yeah because like when the movie starts i'm like oh where are we supposed to be mm-hmm. and then he mentions like oh maybe i'll go to london i'm like oh, okay and then when he is trying to book a train i'm like you can't take a train to london my guy and then i was like unless He's already in the UK.
1: I didn't even notice that the doctors had accents when they let him out of the. Of the Neither asylum. did I. I didn't notice. The,
0: the first time I noticed was the uh, the the ticket guy at the train station. That was the first time I noticed. I was like, okay.
1: But again, so, you know, I mean, this is like, eh, who cares? Um, so
0: what? What you're saying is, I've been spoiled by modern movie making that pays attention to things like accents.
1: I don't know um it's just certain uh, certain things matter to certain people right or certain right. filmmakers so i'll give you some examples since we're on the subject um uh italian films we've been over this many times they don't care about about synchronized um sound in terms mm-hmm. of dialogue right um they don't even care if you speak the same language they just you know If they like your performance, you can speak whatever language you want. They'll just dub over it, right? Right. Um, So they don't really care about that, right? Um, Some – sometimes filmmakers will make a conscious decision to do something that doesn't make sense on paper but makes perfect sense in practice. Like uh, Craig Mazin when he made Chernobyl um, just had the rule, no Americans – No American actors and Mm. no one's using a Russian accent Uh, because that's going to take you out of it, right? But having someone be American is also going to throw you a little bit. So British accents mostly, right? We're using British actors. We're using um, other European actors, Um, Skarsgård, Stellan Mm -hmm. Skarsgård's in it. Uh, So we know (laughs) where it's supposed to be taking place right uh-huh. but we don't need people to put on a fake accent right okay it's so just as unrealistic as as what they're doing right now right, uh, right. it's just speaking english so <clears throat> it doesn't matter so again it could be that it could be just it didn't matter it could be just we wanted the best actors right or you know what i mean so
0: yeah you know. maybe but it bothered me for like the first couple of minutes and then I just kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you just want to begin with the, the sort of mystery? So yeah,
1: we can start with the initial, like what got him into it, right? Which is the cake. Mm -hmm. So it seems silly, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh that they're hiding information in a cake and they're and that's how they're disseminating their their intel and their stolen whatever um information. But it's right. not that silly. So I've seen I've watched videos of um of like former KGB spies and um and other people of that espionage world or whatever, and the way they they gather hide and disseminate information is crazy and you wouldn't expect it to be the way that it is because we're so Mm -hmm. used to movies in hollywood right that hiding it in a cake and like and having the fortune teller give one piece of information to one guy to win the cake and then whatever right and that's not Super unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. It's just she told the wrong guy.
0: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> which, as we learned, <clears throat> which as we learned later, um, he did say a combination of the, the code. Yeah. You know. So. But. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, <clears throat> if I'm being perfectly honest, I. <clears throat> for a while I was like, why is Fritz Lang focusing so much on this fucking cake? Yeah. You know? Cause we do, we focus on it for quite a bit, you know? Cause then we get the whole interaction with the, the blind man. And then, yeah. then, which is a
1: fun callback to, to M where they were, you know, hiding people on the street, uh, to find the killer. Right. And one of them was pretending to be blind. This isn't even mm-hmm. counting the, the actual blind guy. Right. Um, uh, there's that shot of the guy like following uh, Peter Laurie down the street, and he lifts his glasses up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we get a similar shot in the train where you know he goes from looking up and sort of dazed to just looking straight at the cake. You know, yeah, um, which I liked. Right?
0: Um, oh yeah, yeah. I just I was like, is this gonna be the <laughs> The whole movie is him just trying to figure out why everyone wants this cake so desperately, which kind of is, but kind of not. Once he realizes it's bigger than just a cake. Right. Um, so uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, buddy. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, yeah. Where do you want to take us next? (laughs) So,
1: once he like he gets um, he he then gets connected with um, with the Hilfes right. So you mm-hmm. have Carla and Will. Is that right? Willie uh, Willie Hilfah. Uh, Hilfah is help in German. By the way, um, oh. I know right. And Hilfah is gonna try to is. Saying he's going to try to help him get to the bottom of what the fuck is going on, right? Right. Uh, I believe he's a lawyer. If I'm remembering correctly, maybe I'm not. Maybe he's a private eye. I don't remember. It doesn't matter.
0: I mean, it well, no, matter. he he uh, Stephen hires a private eye. Yes. Um, who? That's right. Does nothing really. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's um, right. He was in the office for like two seconds.
0: Yeah, and then Willie, I believe, is. The uh, he I think he's like the secretary of the charity. Oh, if I remember correctly.
1: Okay. Um. And with with getting that connection, then we get to my favorite scene, which is the séance. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is like this, <laughs> which is where he finds the guy who was supposed to win the cake, right? So mm-hmm. that that guy ends up showing up at the at the séance, and then he ends up getting shot right mm-hmm. um, during the séance, um, because uh, because Stephen is is getting is getting too close, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in that moment, right? He's connecting too many dots too fast, and and so Hilfa that uh, uh kills
0: really? him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, no, he. He kills him because mm. um, his goal was to to scare him out of London, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously did not work.
1: No. Then, really, it's just you know the the movie I don't know sort of gets a little confusing or a little boring or both. Um, with him yeah, now trying to figure out what's going. I mean. Again, it's because it goes from that really cool seance scene to just here we are procedural, you know, which is fine. I like procedural yeah. stuff, but I don't know this one. It just it just felt flat for me. I don't know why it felt so flat for me uh, this time. Um,
0: I I, th- <sighs> I think I think I might know. Okay, or at least maybe uh i mean knowing you for as long as i've known i kind of know how your brain works i think what it is <clears throat> i think what it is cuz it was it was something for me too is the movie does tend to present this mystery mm-hmm. to us um which on paper <clears throat> should point to a fantastic mystery and trying to uncover this mystery mm-hmm. um you know Guy gets mistaken for someone else and he stumbles into this, you know, the spy ring. Yeah. But I think what happened was, is, and again, as you said, it wasn't Fritz Lang's fault. Um, We're focusing on all the wrong things, you know. Yes, Stephen is hiring a private eye to maybe help him look into this. And he's connected with the people who, or at least the person who eventually reveals to be the bad guy. which tends to happen in most mysteries. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're focusing on all the, what I'm going to refer to as fetch quests. Like, all right, now we'll, you got to get this piece of information now. Okay. Well, how do I do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this now. But to get that piece of information, we got to go, you know, and then sprinkled in between is the supposed drama, which is the, budding love relationship between Steven and Carla. Yeah. Which it kind of hits out of nowhere that she's suddenly in love with him. Sure. After meeting him one time. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I mean that I mean that stuff is just you know, that's that's normal stuff. Um, That's normal movie stuff. I um in we also get an explosion which is kind of cool. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, once we find out what's in the cake, though, that's when it that's when it gets interesting again, because it's it's mili- it's American military uh, strategies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maps and whatnot, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I found very interesting.
0: Um, yeah, it, it's like it's like the movie kind of piqued our interest a little bit with this mystery yeah. mm-hmm. and that kind of dipped again yeah. And then peaked us again after that explosion and they find the microfilm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm like, oh, like, oh shit. I'm back,
1: I'm back in. Let's
0: go. You know? Yeah. And uh, you had that you had that tiny crest with the with the seance. And then it's yeah. kind of
1: And then, you know, we had like um I, I liked the the bit with the 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 Nazis like sewing stuff into suits and into clothing. Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of cool right I was like okay I I understand that and it's like the they had that separate operation at the Taylor or at the Taylor place to buy clothes, Uh. Uh, which I thought was cool then I don't know like we get that reveal that Hilf has been the bad guy the whole time and I'm like duh (laughs) yeah the guy who's clearly German
0: yeah (laughs) you know um, I just wish, and maybe I missed it. I just wish they would have talked about his motivations as to why. Sure, um, I mean
1: the motivations are are semi clear because the end all be all is for the Nazis to win the war, right? I mean that's sort of what the uh, the the end all be all goal is. Him stringing Steven along is sort of weird. Like why why do that, you know
0: yeah yeah like why you risk know, it yeah if you don't want him to find out and you've already kind of seen that he's so tenacious mm-hmm. then just kill him like i mean yeah why why try to scare him out of london but
1: it was interesting his backstory about you know mercy killing his wife was really interesting uh, yeah i thought that was uh, that was it, it was. I liked the character development there. I, I liked the backstory because you're like, you know, he's in an asylum. He must be crazy, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's sort of maybe that's on purpose to give us this sort of air of of ambivalence or doubt with his character, right? Um, right. And can we trust
0: we, what he's? Yeah.
1: Right. Until we get that reveal of why he was in there in the first place, and you're like, oh, okay, so he's completely sane at least sort of. And then, you know, now we can trust him to, to finish, um, and solve this whole thing. I also liked the, um, it's such an interesting part of world war two, which is the continuous constant bombing of, of England. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they touch on that a little bit, which, which I like, cause that's such a fascinating time because could, you can't imagine the fear you know the constant mm-hmm. dread you know and in in the looming the the looming terrifying fear of just you know any second they could drop one
0: you know oh yeah and we, and we kind of get that you know, at the beginning of the movie with the cake you know yeah that that bomb falls right on that dude Yeah. Uh, which I was like, Jesus Christ. Right now. Um, like, shit. The last Fritz Lang movie, we almost witnessed someone being burnt alive. And now yeah. now this guy gets bombed. Jesus.
1: Yeah, we've seen someone shoot themselves in the head. We've...
0: Uh, saw someone stab themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've seen some wild shit. We've seen kids almost die. You know, I mean, we've seen some wild shit. Uh, <laughs> during this series. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so yeah, that I, I, I liked, right. Okay. But again, you're right because we get, we get motivations, we get backstory, we get all of that on Steven, but we don't really on, on Willie and I, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. So those of you who watched the movie and
0: paid more attention than I obviously did, um, please let me know. Well, and because it, it's interesting because the the film makes a very big point to talk about how Willie and Carla, you know, outran the Nazis, mm-hmm. you know, like barely escaping Austria. So it's like, why would. Why would Willie try to be helping them, you know?
1: Well, because it's obviously a lie. Right. So right. it's um, a wonderful example of of i guess modern espionage uh um, okay. would be to watch the americans um
0: uh, that was on fx for years um uh, okay i was like what part in the movie do they say watch the americans no, no no i'm
1: telling you if you want some modern day because they are kgb agents that their entire life is a lie right mm. like they're not I mean, yes, they're legally married, but they're not, they don't know each other that well, you know, they had children, but it was only just to, you know, keep up the ruse and all that stuff. I mean, it's so interesting. Anyway, um, so that part I get, you know, of him just like, it was obviously a lie that they escaped the Nazis. They are the Nazis, right?
0: Well, would that, do you think that would be the lie that he told Carla too? Cause you know, she believes it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, she's, she's completely innocent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that maybe he was working for them the whole time, but maybe got an opportunity to spy in England, told Carla they're escaping the Nazis, keeping her out of it, but also corroborating his story. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that might've
0: been the case there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, there is a lot of context sort of left on the table and I'm going to look to you to, to, <laughs> okay. to talk about all the studio interference. Cause I actually not till the ending, which I do want to spend some time talking about the ending. Uh, d- definitely. I didn't feel studio interference until then. Then I was like, oh, that definitely seems like something paramount would just kind of shove in there at the end oh it's atrocious
1: um yeah i mean he just said that you know he didn't like the writing you know he didn't like the you know the direction it was going and he wanted it to be closer to the book and they didn't let him so i mean that's i wonder why i don't know um a lot of times adaptations are so weird and i wish i knew more about Like this era of Hollywood adaptations, right? Or Mm -hmm. like what I would consider, or we would consider older adaptations, right? We know what we know the limitations of adaptation now, right? But adaptation then, right? I mean, because it can be really close. I mean, look at To Kill a Mockingbird, right? I mean, that's that's twenty years after this, but um. But still, I mean, it's the book. I mean, it's damn near perfect, right?
0: Yeah, I, I was just actually just about to say, yeah, it's *To Kill a Mockingbird* because I've only read the book once, but I've seen the movie at least two or three times, yeah, of course, and because it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. it's almost exactly like the book,
1: exactly right. And so you think it wouldn't be that there wouldn't Hard. be such limitations, right? Because mm-hmm. you, the the fundamental elements of filmmaking are still there for you to accomplish an adaptation. Um, right. Depending on the source material, of course, but this is, you know, this is World War II area espionage, right? It's not, you know, slaying dragons. So, I mean, you can, you know, easier to adapt, right? And,
0: right. I, and I would think so with such a such a grounded story, you know, they would want to push to make it so, you know, like the book.
1: Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do some I'm gonna look up other things Graham Greene has written because um, I don't really know the only other this is sort of embarrassing to admit I don't know a lot of Graham Greene uh, stories uh, the only other time I had ever heard it or at least the first time I ever heard Graham Greene's name besides in um, the Green Mile. Uh, was in Donnie Darko. They read a Graham Greene short story uh, in his English class in Donnie Darko. Uh,
0: is that the... Uh, no, that's not. Never mind. I was going to say, is that the book that's on his nightstand, the history of time travel or something like that? No,
1: that's by Roberto Sparrow, who is uh, who is Grandma Death, who lives in the town. Um,
0: right, yeah, because it's. A, I knew that was a fictional book. Yeah, uh, but they read... It, it's a
1: story... Of the these kids who who steal a whole bunch of stuff and then destroy it, so they don't keep it, right? Hmm. Um, but anyway, so um, that's a that's a crazy oversimplification of that story. But anyway, um, <laughs> he wrote the third man. Um, okay, with. Um, Orson Welles, um, ah, he, so okay. he wrote that book. Um, he wrote. Let's see if I recognize anything else. Oh no, I recognize Third Man. Um, I think the Quiet American. I've heard of that. Um, it it truly really doesn't matter, but um, who cares? So adaptation that's what you're talking about so yeah I don't know I, I guess I would need to read the, the book I guess to understand what went wrong here
0: yeah I did I, I did find an article that did kind of break down some of the differences from the book I didn't read through all of them but the one that struck out to me most was um, what happens to Willie mm-hmm. um, in the movie uh, Carla shoots him which uh, I should say, even though there were – I had qualms with the movie, that – she must have been a crack shot, man, to be able to get him right through the door. Yeah. Right as soon as he walked out of the door. I mean – Yeah. Good shot. It was a good uh, but shot. In the But in the book, apparently, Willie commits suicide. Oh. He uh, – I, I believe if I remember correctly, what I read is he – like he gives chase and then gets away – and they catch up with him and he kills himself. Classic. As as one does. Yeah. Yeah. He's going which, out like his hero.
1: Which really would. That's hilarious. Which really <laughs> would. Uh, which would fall under a Fritz Lang thing. Because I mean that's what happened at the end of Spies. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. I don't know. That's an interesting change. But he didn't write it by himself. So. Um, oh he didn't write it at all. Um, normally I going to say I, Fritz Lang writes or at least co-writes his stuff but not this time.
0: I was going to say I feel like because I, I feel like the dialogue definitely um, was off a little bit because I mean considering we've only done two movies where we actually can hear people speaking um, yeah the dialogue is just so on point you know very very uh you know reminds me of i say it reminds me of even though Fritz Lang is older but reminds me of you know tarantino and how he writes dialogue uh-huh. very very natural and very tight so i wonder if maybe uh he took like uh, tarantino took some examples from Fritz Lang. but but yeah but this movie the dialogue was fine but it wasn't as good as it's as we've seen already
1: yeah you know. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, God, Jesus. And then that ending is just trash.
0: Um, okay, so I wanted to save it, but let do, let's I feel like we've been teasing it enough. Let's talk about this fucking ending. Um. So here, build up everyone. So the movie builds to this really, really actually kind of good climactic chase. Um, Carla has just killed her brother. Um, Steven is trying to get her out of there and all uh, Willie's Nazi reinforcements are, are chasing them. And as you do in most movies, you run up to the roof because you can't go down. You got to go up. Yep. And this really, really well choreographed shootout happens. I will say like that. I really liked how the shootout mm-hmm. takes place. And then at the last minute, the um, Scotland Yard uh, inspector shows up at the last minute to kill the last few Nazis. And Stephen and Carla are safe. Honestly, the movie just fucking ended right there. Yeah. Instead, it doesn't. And I will let you tell everyone.
1: Sure. Sure. So it, it ends with them driving away like uh, along a beach or something along the water um, and it ends on a joke, which is so bizarre. It ends with her mentioning cake and of course, Stephen goes, cake.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh, like, like if they were trying to go for a bookend, that's, that's not how you do it. Like, this whole movie started with cake and it ends with cake. Like, no, let's no, it should have just ended after they survived the gunfight. There we go.
1: You know what it reminded me of? Uh, it reminded me of, um, Cary Grant and Arsene and Old Lace. Like, he, uh, he was sort of over the top and sort of like, okay, you know, uh-huh. uh, the way he, the way Cary Grant is in that movie. And, um, it was really slapsticky and fucking dumb and doesn't fit with the rest of the movie at all.
0: Oh know? yeah. Not at all. Um, uh,
1: very disappointed. I, I was, I was, I was bombed. Um, I wrote it in yeah, my man. notes. I said, uh, a joke at the end, <laughs> you know, it's, oh man, come on. Uh, um, yeah,
0: yeah. What is this? Uh, Adam McKay movie. Actually, I love Adam. Okay, I, th- yeah, no, he's I think good. he's. I think he's only gotten better. Um, but yeah, you know it, because like even though I was like, okay, the movie's good, the movie's good, and that just I was like, oh, that's that's not okay. at It's all.
1: it's almost as bad as the the gag reel
0: at the end of Being There. I was just about to say, are you yeah. are you going to bring up Being There?
1: Yeah, it's almost as bad as that. I mean, it's still not as bad, but um because Which, there it was truly like one of the best movies i've ever seen yeah right there yeah it's right the, the truly amazing and then you just lose all the magic after that so this one it wasn't it was a b it was like a b plus movie and then it ended with that joke and i'm like
0: <laughs> shut up see
1: i was so mad and because it didn't it was so it it was so out of place uh yeah and you know, like I mean, like I'm I'm acting all mad. I'm not, I'm not that mad about it, but I, <laughs> it took me out of it for sure. Like
0: no, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You know, because we just saw. That's why I wanted to do the build up because we just saw this really high stakes shootout. Yeah, you it's know, a shootout we with Nazis.
1: you yeah. know? like real. Not, I mean, not real, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they're not. This isn't a movie that's like. <laughs> That's like, it's an unnamed terrorist group. Like it's Nazis. (laughs) I
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, It's not like. (laughs) We're not pretending there's something else. It's not Janestown and Bob with the, you know, fake clit terrorist group.
1: Exactly. Like these are legit, like German Nazis. Yes. And then we end with that that slapsticky thing. It's so bizarre. And who, who, what
0: studio was this? Paramount. Is paramount even though it's interesting the criterion starts with uh, a universal uh, i think crawl. they bought the distributing rights
1: that's usually how it mm. works okay. um so paramount all right um do better paramount yeah i mean you would think it would be like mgm but um i don't know it, it it reminded me of the ending of some like it hot have you watched that yet
0: not yet. I've got it right, right there. Once, right you're
1: there. gonna laugh even harder at the end of some like it hot because I just said it reminded me of uh, of this. So um, when you watch some like it hot, uh, but isn't but isn't
0: that supposed to be? It a, comedy? a comedy.
1: It is a comedy.
0: Yeah. So that's to say, I'm like, I feel like then a joke at the end.
1: But see, that's why to. that's why it took me so out of it because I'm like, it ended like some like it hot, and that's really bizarre, <laughs> you know. Um. And it sort of it sort of does it it tears down all the framework they did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah,
0: like all it, the. <clears throat> oh yeah, I was just gonna say it was just build upon you. Oh yeah, all the building up with the the spies and the Nazis and trying to uncover that, and then it's like, nope, like this house of cards. What if we take out the uh, the? Uh, uh, oh God, I can't think of the thing. The uh, the load bearing thing. Yeah, sure. And there we go. House of cards falls down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they built a house and then they took a wrecking ball to it. I don't understand why they would have done that, but the only thing I could think of is it was the pressure from the studio, pressure from the writer. You know, it's um, I watched like the (laughs) because I'm thinking like Fritz Lang was probably not happy with that. You know what I mean, like. I can't imagine we mm, oh, yeah. would have been happy with that. And then I today I watched um, The Zen Diaries of Gary Shanling on uh, HBO. It's
0: true. Oh, I've been meaning yeah. to watch that.
1: It's amazing. And they were talking about the movie he did. I think it's like What Planet Are You From? which is uh-huh. uh, a movie Gary Shanling wrote and starred in. And Mike Nichols directed it, which is insane. Um, Mike Nichols, insane. you know, directed The Graduate, you know? um and is in who's afraid of virginia wolf um yeah oh no directed who's afraid of virginia wolf and and he hated working on it right because he didn't like it it's not his thing right Mm. so it's it's bizarre i don't know it starts off as a fritz lang movie and it doesn't end up that way it ends up as a billy wilder movie um
0: yeah yeah. Would you say it's a lot like, to put it in more, more modern context, is it, is it like Natural Born Killers starts off as a Quentin Tarantino movie and ends up being an Oliver Stone movie? <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of the opposite effect, right? Because it's... Uh,
0: oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah, Tarantino hated what Oliver Stone was going to do so much that he was like, just take me off of it, bro. yeah
1: even though i do really like natural um that might be a hot take these days but i like it. (laughs) Uh, i don't know man it seems like everyone really likes it now i like it you know um anyway so yeah ministry of fear i um i didn't love it you know and i was expecting to i was expecting just let's just keep let's keep the good times rolling and let's just keep going with these bangers (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was about to say, we've had, we've had some bangers. I mean, now, let me give you my hot take. Yeah. Of the Fritz Lang movies we've already done, this is still better than Dr. Mabuse for me. <laughs> well, no. No, I'm sorry. It was It's better than Spies. Spies? For sure. See, yeah. Zach, Zach liked Spies more. Uh, really? I think than Dr.
1: Mabuse, uh, if I remember correctly. Zach, you can correct me on that later, but um, – yeah.
0: You know he'll comment, so you'll know he'll... He'll,
1: oh, he'll text me if he listens to this one. Um, But, yeah, I mean, so far... So far... I mean, of course, M is the best one, but...
0: I was about to say. Yeah.
1: Besides M, I mean, that's a given that I'm going to like that one the most. But I don't know. Like, I I love the, the swing for the fences of Dr. Mabuse, right? I like the... You know, let's just tell this long form narrative, right? That's super cool. Um, I also like Destiny. I, I liked the, I liked the the tricks and the the techniques and the you know the overall storytelling of that one too. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one was just the this one was just a miss for me, and that's sort of a bummer because I, you know, I wanted to like it, and of course there's value there's value in all movies right um again mm. like the seance the way, way we didn't really touch on that too much it, the the lighting and the the stark darkness of it all with the 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 bright uh lights uh on mm. that oh, face yeah. is just so good um you know that's that's true noir right there that was awesome um
0: Anyway, oh, yeah. just
1: yeah, it's not the first time he's done. He's done a séance either, because he, you know, that's Doctor Mabusto stuff right there, um, with the séance stuff. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, know, I just didn't like it as much. Which, uh, you know, all will be forgiven next week. But um, this time it was it was this time I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I mean. I would say compared to Mars Attacks, we definitely stayed more on what we liked, what we didn't like. I forgot about Mars Attacks. Um, to me, that's still the a,
1: weakest Tim Burton one we've done.
0: Well, and it's, it, I think it's uh, one of the the highest ones of uh, of this current season. Bullshit.
1: People, isn't that one?
0: It's upsetting. Hang on. Yeah, I'm
1: still trying to think of more stuff to talk about for Ministry of Fear.
0: And I okay, so can't think of anything. Okay, so the one that people have watched the most of this current season uh, was Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Currently at ten, ten views,
0: <laughs> thirty-eight.
1: It's still that's so that's not much better.
0: And then uh, it's our it was our Batman one. And then, and then Fury at twenty three.
1: It's not terrible.
0: And then Tide is Destiny and Spies.
1: (laughs) All right, quit it. So Uh, far,
0: the lowest. So far, the lowest one was last week's episode, Sleepy Hollow. Only has three views. That was just
1: last week. Um, Yeah, but I know
0: Fury was Fury was taken off within the first couple of days, dude. Uh
1: Um. Yeah, I'm still trying to think of other stuff to say. I it, the next one might be better. I think it's Woman in the Window.
0: No, it's uh, you. You've got um, Scarlet Street.
1: Scarlet Street. I'm sorry, I forgot. I chose that one instead of Woman in the Window. Okay, so it's Scarlet Street next. Uh, that'll be that'll be interesting because it's Edward G. Robinson this time. Uh, in that one, um, that's a old timey gangster um star so that would be really cool to watch i think um it'll be interesting to see what he does with another crime film you know this was more wartime espionage um which again i think I've, i think i said before that i have trouble with espionage movies um yeah just because i don't know there's just there's usually too much going on that i'm just like i just feel dumb you know this one i was just bored through <laughs> yeah. most of it but uh, or through uh, some of it, not most of it. Um, but I don't know, man. Um, yeah. 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 Do you have anything else?
0: Not really. I mean, I, I talked about what I really wanted to talk about. I mean, I did like the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hated, the <laughs> hated the ending,
0: hated the ending. A lot of the, a lot of the fetch quest stuff was kind of boring, you know? Like, just, like, give me, and of course, he couldn't have known, but, you know, give me Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Like, give sure. me, give me that somebody espionage, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but, mean, on the whole, I agree. It's not the strongest for Lang movie we've done so far, so.
1: No, but hopefully this will be the only low point. Hopefully, Scarlet yeah. Street and I think The Big Heat are my other ones, so. Yes, because uh, yes those- I just. Yeah, hopefully those are killer, and then we'll just wash our hands of this one, and it'll be fine. Explains the price, by the way, on on Criterion. So, um, so maybe that was the big mystery.
0: Uh, yeah, of that left. they're like, well, well, the movie's not like the best Fritz Lang movie, <laughs> but we still wanted to honor it. So, sure. here. yeah, half off.
1: I mean, again, B minus. It's not. It's not horrible, but it's not the best. So, uh, still yeah. cool stuff in there. I, I guess I'd still recommend you watch it. Um, oh yeah, especially if you like but. stuff like this. If you like, you know, uh, World War II espionage wartime stuff, um, then yeah, totally recommend. It's like if if you liked, um, if you like war as a backdrop, which can be very compelling and very interesting, um, just war torn. Uh, a war torn setting. Uh, most recently, uh, Guillermo del Toro's *Pinocchio* is set during, you know, wartime Italy, which is super interesting and compelling, no. and um, and a great idea. Um, so I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, it's for you. You know what I mean? I yeah, it's not necessarily for me, uh, not necessarily because of the wartime stuff, just because of you know the stuff that we just talked about, and especially the ending, of course, but. Um, if you like it, give it a try. Good so.
0: Yeah. But thankfully, next week you're going to be happier. Yeah. Um. So usually, you know, we we say our wrap up, wrap up, wrap up, but that was our wrap up. You just so, did. Look
1: at that. We still got well, it in.
0: There we go. Uh. So next week uh, is my pick again. Uh. We're back to Tim Burton. Um, but just like our last Tim Burton movie, this is also an adaptation and kind of what we were talking about, as far as I am aware, because I watched the behind the scenes, this is very close to its source material as well. But of course, with those Burtonisms, which I know you're going to be excited to talk about. Uh, so next week we are talking about Big Fish. Uh, I think I know why you and I like this movie so much.
1: Um, I like it because it's sweet.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: comfort watching, right? It's a fantastical story, but it's not necessarily a fantasy, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. it, It it's, it's just so good. It's it's that father and son dynamic, which is there. It is really compelling. That's <laughs> why you like it for sure. Um, it's that father son dynamic. And of course, Albert Finney is just unmatched. Dude, um, dude,
0: shout out to Albert Finney
1: and Billy Cudrup <sighs> and, and Ewan McGregor.
0: Yeah.
1: Good Lord, man. This movie's just great um yeah man i haven't seen it in years so this will be fun to revisit um it used to be so uh for a while in high school i stopped watching just regular television at five in the morning before swim practice because it was getting too repetitive like i would have um a few times a year they would change up what's on right and Mm -hmm. so one like part of the year would be like Monk. And so I'd watch every fucking episode of Monk because it was on at five in the morning. Um, and then wings and, and then Becker and you know what I mean? So I got so sick of that. And so I started just putting on a DVD and just watching something just for a few Uh minutes before I went to swim practice. And a lot of times it'd be big fish. I would just put that on before swim practice. Um, it it was awesome. And it, 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 calm me down it was like it, it was again it's so sweet and and, and just a, it's a nice
0: movie you know it, it really is and of the burton films i picked now of course i haven't seen the final one of, on my list um but uh this is the most non-tim burton movie in I my opinion Uh i mean it has his his I mean, you know, it's a Tim Burton movie as soon as you see it because yeah. of some of the, as you said, fantastical things. But it's not dark. It's not dark in the sense of it's literally dark. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not dealing with, you know, death in any. Well, it is dealing with death, but we'll get there. But death in the sense of our characters have already died or are going to die. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, but it it's definitely of the ones I've picked. Uh, hang on, wait, I need to refresh my memory of which other ones that we have. I have left because. Oh, this, I okay, it's that. it's definitely um, one of my favorites that I picked for this season. Um, like uh, like I said when we did uh, Sleepy Hollow last week. I did just recently rewatch it because I wanted to see the 4K transfer, and it looks great. Cool. Um, but yeah, man, um, I know you've been really excited for this. One. I
1: loved. I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Are Are you gonna have Haley watch it with you?
1: I think she'll like this one. Yeah. I don't. I feel like she would. Yeah, I think she'll like this one. Um, if I watch it this weekend, Mom will be here, so maybe Mom will want to watch it too. Um, so I don't know mom's coming to visit so i'm excited about that but uh maybe she'll like it i don't know i know that she was excited about sleepy hollow so i think she may have listened to that one i don't remember if she did or not i'll ask her
0: but um i think she commented on it uh, okay, cool. on, on the video
1: then we know yeah, here, yeah.
0: here here let's, uh, let's see real quick hang on <laughs> this is one uh, to listen to i'm sure um no okay. she didn't <laughs>
1: that's because she hates me uh <laughs>
0: No, see, now she's going to listen to this one. It seems like any time you talk bad about yourself, that's the one she listens to. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, uh, man. Geez. All right, man. We should probably well, go.
0: Yeah. Well, everyone, we uh, hoped you enjoyed us uh, kind of, of talking fear. about Ministry of Fear. And we will see you next week for Big Fish.